How has he come to you? My dog. He's taken over my wife and my children. And somehow he kills anybody who tries to stop him. But he has not killed you. He tried. You are among the blessed. You have the special strength to resist the beast. Society's 31 Days of Horror. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? East Society Podcast, 31 Days of Horror. We are here, and tonight we are coming at you with the 1978 horror made-for-television film, Devil Dog, The Hound of Hell. different about him. I think you're imagining things. What's the dog? It's the dog. The dog next door that forced him to kill all those people. Send your demon. You know, I think you're crazy. You have this special strength to resist the beast. Send your demon, your son. Suburban home, uh, suburban homeowners and their family cannot escape from the demonic dog. Uh, okay, that was <laughs> kind of quick and to the point. See what IMDb says. A dog that is a minion of Satan terrorizing a suburban family. All right, that sounds all right. And, uh, oh, before I go anywhere, um, it's not me and Brian tonight. It's, Julie is back in the place to be. What's up, Julie? <laughs> hey, Nez. Glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, if you guys all listen to our Food of the, God episode, Food of the Gods episode, um, I got a lot of good feedback from that. Some of my friends were like, I for, some of them haven't heard of the movie, and the way we described it, <laughs> they, they went and <laughs> seeked it out, and they watched it. So, um, but some people was like, "Wow, man, I haven't heard about this movie in a while." So they, every, everyone that listened to that episode, thank you. But thank all right, you. This, I, I couldn't stop laughing during that episode. I'm like, "Was this a comedy you were like, reviewing?" Because I laughed through <laughs> the whole recording. But hey, I'll try to be a little more serious this time, folks. <laughs> um, this is not rated because it uh, was made for TV back in the, the late '70s. Um, this is directed by Curtis Harrington, and this stars Richard Crenna, uh, Yvette, ooh, Mimi, Mimi Uak. I don't can't pronounce her last name. Uh, the beautiful Kim Richards, Ike uh, Eisenman, Lou Frizzle, Ken Kerchovel. I can't say his name either. R.G. Armstrong, and a bunch of other people in this. Oh, and Bill uh, Zuckert. 
He was Mr. Lomax, the dog breeder, and I think he was the um no, that's not him. I thought he was in uh Batman. No, sorry. The original, the TV series, that's not him. But uh Julie, Devil Dog, the Hound of Hell. When was the first time you seen this? So I remember very clearly, I know one of the episodes we talked about the TV guide. Right. And yeah. Yeah, that's come up on this show. The TV guide, for those of you who don't know, was this magazine we'd get at the supermarket every week so we would know what was going on. And so I very clearly remember seeing, I guess, the the flyer or the poster or the mini poster somewhere in the TV guide because this was going to premiere on Halloween in 1978. So I would have been a little kid at that point. I remember telling my parents, I really want to see this. My parents were like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> It's, it says Devil Dog, the Hound of Hell. No, you're not watching it. And so I remember just feeling um, just really upset about that and, and really wanted to see it. So I actually didn't see it until last year when I was stuck home with COVID and sat there watching a bunch of 70s movies, as I discussed in Who to the Gods. This was one of my picks because I said, look, now I'm a grown person. And I was <laughs> actually staying with my parents at the time. We were having our house remodeled. And so my mom was like, oh, I remember this. I'm like, what do you mean you remember this? I wanted to see this. And she's like, I would have never let you see this. But yeah, she sat and we watched it when I had COVID. Um, I was very isolated, folks, just in case you're wondering. I was way across the room from my mom. But yeah, so we finally watched it last summer when I had COVID. was my first time seeing it. And then obviously for this episode, I watched it again. What about you, Nez? when When you were on the show the last time when you brought it up, that was the first time I even heard of this. Uh, I had no idea what it was. It sounded cool. Devil Dog. I mean, I've seen enough <laughs> devil movies, so yes. why not another one? <laughs> sure. And finding out it was late 70s, cool. I like uh, these old school films because lately this this year we've been doing a lot of old uh, early 80s, late 70s uh, type of films. We threw some 2000s and 90s stuff in there as well. But this one... Uh, I didn't read into it. I didn't watch a trailer or anything. I just wanted to go in uh, with just not knowing what it was about other than the title. Because uh, I had no idea. Well, I guess I did kind of look up to see who was in it. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, these are known actors. And I know pretty much everybody in it. Right. So um, I think this was right after for Kim Richards and uh, Ike Eisenman. I think this was right after um, Return from Witch Mountain, I believe, mm-hmm. if you guys. If you guys have seen that, if you have Disney Plus and you haven't seen uh, Escape to Witch Mountain and Return from Witch Mountain, definitely check those out. I love those films. I watch them so much when my wife hates them. But <laughs> um, that's probably when I fell in love with uh, Kim Richards. And so uh, it was good to see her in this uh, for you Beverly Hills housewives watchers. Uh, her and her sister Kyle were on there. I got suckered okay. into watching that at my friend's house and. They got its hooks in me, so I, I watch it from time to time. Uh-oh. But um, so I was like, okay, let, let's check this out. Uh, it was on YouTube, or it is on YouTube. Uh, the full movie's there. It's nice and clear. But then I kept hearing background noises on it. So I was like, hmm, is it just whoever uploaded it? Maybe it was just the audio. So I found it on Screenbox. So I said, okay, maybe it's a little bit clearer on there, and it sounds better. It sounded exactly the same. I know there was like a, a bubbling sound in in the in the background. So I said, well, maybe it's just the way they made this film. So, but I enjoyed it. It, it was it was goofy at times, of course. It's it's the late seventies. Um, it did remind me of a little bit of the Omen 
about mm-hmm. how the how somebody comes into their a new member of their family comes to the house and possessed with the devil and all hell breaks loose and then the dad has to come in to save the day so i, I kind of got that vibe from it i mean i believe this came out after either when was the omen was that i know that was in the 70s so for so sure this at, is after the exorcist right we know that in the 70s yeah. there was that satanic obsession there was you know satanic a satanic dog a satanic car um you know very bad sequel to The Exorcist. We're not going to talk about that tonight. Um, <laughs> exactly. But I think this, this fits right in with that whole, you know, kind of satanic obsession, which then becomes kind of the satanic panic later. But um, this fits in with that for sure. And yeah, I hadn't even thought about the analogy to The Omen. I could, I kind of see now when you brought that up, um, because I know in The Omen wasn't Damien, there was some relation to not a dog, but like a jackal, right? Or was it yeah. a dog? Like supposedly it, there was, yeah. He was born of a jackal. Canine involvement, yes. Yeah, because th- that one came out in '76, and this came out in '78, so it kind of had that little. That's how I I saw. It. I don't know what the the filmmakers uh, were doing, but so I kind of got that little small little connection. Uh, yeah, this is all way before The Exorcist as well. And so I was like, okay. But when I was watching it, it had that TV feeling. And that's how I was like, okay. Because there was no cussing in it. Mm. The, um, there's, if there's, there's blood in it, but like just minimal. There's no, no guts or anything. So I was like, okay, this is obviously something that was made for TV. I didn't realize it until right before we sat down and I had to look it up on Wikipedia. I went, oh, okay, this was on TV. Mm-hmm. So, but. Excuse me. Um, I other than everybody in it, I, I loved. I always listened to the background score. I loved the music. I thought it was really cool. It fit each scene, especially when uh, the evil parts with the dog start happening, and when when uh, the other part that the family members uh, are starting to fall into the trance of the of this devil dog. Uh, I liked all that. Um, like I said, the effects, man, they they were what they were for TV. So I mean, they don't go too extravagant. So, but I really I liked what was happening in this. It, it was goofy, yes, it was. I mean, was was it the greatest acting? Uh, well, not the main characters, with the the side characters. Um, some of them were seemed like they were just. I wouldn't say they were first time actors, but that's how I was getting it. But the the premise of this of what was going on, uh, I did enjoy. Um, it was it wasn't very long. It's only like an hour and a half, so it kind of just flew by. I was really sucked into it, so it, it flew by really quick. My grandson was sitting there watching it too, but oh. he was he was <laughs> bored and he fell asleep. So that's his I, review. Yeah, because there wasn't a lot of um, action in it. It was, it was a lot of dialogue and just uh, kind of slight suspense on what was going to happen uh through each scene so i was like hmm, okay I, I enjoyed it obviously this was all filmed in southern california because that's the only that's all i get when, when when they film these type of films um especially for tv um but uh it, it starts off with um these uh satanists and i guess they were in a barn or something and they were having some kind of a satan satanic ritual yes and and they um Oh no! Before that, they go to a um, a, a dog pound or a dog breeder, 
So they go over there and they pick they pick a dog, um, and then they bring it back to this barn. Then they have the little satanic ritual. They're doing the the chants and and the the red robes or whatever the hell they were wearing, and then they start uh, doing this. And there's a dog sitting there. What I loved about it was goofy, but I mean everyone else is in the scenes are trying to be super serious, and the dogs are just sitting there, tongue out, tail wagging like. Is what the hell's happening? <laughs> so he was the the dog they pay it was a German shepherd. They had him a female German shepherd. She was sitting in a uh, a pentagram on the ground with um uh candles around it. So whatever they were chanting and bringing the spirits of of Satan and then that was pretty much the beginning of, of that scene. Or that was the end of that scene. I thought they would be more present throughout uh, the story, because I guess what they were doing is they're trying to bring the devil out into the world uh, through these dogs. So because that that female German shepherd, she had pups. I think they said there was 10 of them in the litter. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're introduced to the Barry family, uh, Mike, Betty, Bonnie and Charlie. And they're just the typical mom and dad in any town USA. Uh, mom's mom's the homemaker dad's out working at the office i guess <laughs> kids are just being kids um i would say the oldest he he might have been in junior middle school junior high and the daughter might have been she was a little younger so i'd say she was probably in maybe end of elementary maybe the beginning of middle school not really sure um so they they had a dog but then it got hit by a car i mean this movie it jumps in scenes mm-hmm. really quick, like just scene to scene to scene, because they're just, just just trying to hurry to get you to the the evil the evilness of what's going on. But their dog ends up getting hit by a car, and then so they're sad. It's on the girl's birthday. Yeah, she was um, turning ten, so she was yeah, like the end of elementary. Yeah, so she's sad. Um, but why her and her brother are outside playing in front of their house, a um. A guy comes up. Uh, RG drives up. <laughs> yeah, RG Armstrong. Uh, for those of you guys that know him, he's been in a ton of films. He um, he pulls up, or he's he's in the scene in the beginning with all the Satanists. He pulls up in like a little vegetable truck and mm-hmm. just starts, "Hey, do you, does your mom want any fresh corn or vegetables or whatever?" Okay, if there's any young listeners, don't go up to strangers and pull up to from their house. <laughs> yeah. Especially so. if they're offering food. Get away. <laughs> yeah. And especially if they go, hey, I got dogs. Come look. D- don't ever go to Back any away. stranger's car. Yeah, just go in the house. Tell your mom and dad or just get away. Even if you're older. I mean, people, they, people, older people have been abducted as well. Just, I'm good and go back in the house. But, of course, you got to move the story along. They go over and they look at all the puppies. So, and they were like, cute. They were. Yeah, they were cute little German Shepherd puppies. I mean, I probably would have took one too, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so they take one and then he's like, "Oh yeah, that, he loves you." And um, the boy, he Chris or Charlie, he's kind of like, uh, "We better ask mom and dad." And she's like, "No, no." I love him. And he goes, yeah, man, just go ahead, take him. So they're like, all right. So they take the dog into the house. Um, they're getting ready to have um, a Bonnie's uh, birthday party. Uh, their neighbor comes next door. I believe his name is George. 
he comes in with his big giant great dane and mm-hmm. he he sees the little puppy and then all of a sudden the little puppy's got these little glowing eyes so that german or uh, great dane which is the big giant horse looking dog he kind of backs up and gets all scared and runs and pulls the cake off the, the table. <laughs> yeah, even the cake went flying. <laughs> but I mean, the the kids didn't seem to care. There was there was, I think Bonnie was more happy that she had a little dog again. So, so that's that was the end of that. Like I said, quick scenes. Flash forward one year later, where it's oh no, you're bon- forgetting the housekeeper. Remember the housekeeper? She oh. comes in to help clean up the mess. She sees the glowing eye dog. And she does the sign of the cross because she's, you know, Latina, Latina housekeeper. And she's like, oh, no, that there's something wrong with that dog. Doesn't she say get another dog or something like that? Yeah, because she she noticed uh, she I, I, yeah, the eyes glowed when it was looking at her because she had a, a crucifix around. her Yeah, neck. And then she did the sign of the cross, too. As soon as she saw that dog, she's like, oh, hell no. Yeah. So she kind of talked to the, um, the owner, the, the 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 dad. His name is Mike. She was like, uh, Mr. Barry. um that dog seems evil. I think you need to get rid of it. But then, of course, man, when you got someone that, that knows, be it indigenous uh, to, to mm. I assume they're in California, indigenous California. And she's like, um, they know. I, I don't care what people think <laughs> if you go to church or whatever. But when you're spiritual uh, and all that, I mean, you. she felt the evil that was coming out of that dog. But he was like, eh, all right, man, it's just a dog. It's okay, whatever. So they end up um, leaving. Um, she had all the candles going. She was praying. Remember, she, she was in a room praying. Yeah, okay. She yeah, she lived with them because they were like, um, hey, we're going to go to some play. So just take care of the house. And she goes, all right, don't worry about it. So she's doing her thing. She's getting ready. She goes into her back room. And the little dog is sitting in a box. Uh, looked like it was in the laundry room, and um, she starts. She yeah, she sets up all her candles and she keeps looking at the dog. Dog's looking at her, and then while she's lighting her cam- candles, um, uh, the flame hits uh, her um, her robe, and then <laughs> she just sets a, sets a blaze. All we see is her arm burning. We don't see it engulf her, uh, but then her door shuts, and then that's it. Then the family comes home. And they're like, hey, we're home. And then they go, the dad's like, hey, I smell smoke. So he runs into the back room. He opens the door and he has a shock. We don't get to see what's in the room. We just see the shock looked of him. And that puppy looked like he didn't even move. He was still sitting in a box. So then we flash forward a year. Mm -hmm. And then they, they don't even ever, well, maybe they disgusted it and we just don't see it. I figured they would, well, what happened? What happened? There was no any kind of investigation so i assume it didn't like burn up the room it might have just burned her up and then that was it right but even so don't you think the police would be involved if like some person in your house caught fire like there was there was no i know these movies aren't rational it's like you said they're moving the plot along but poor maria (laughs) she tried to save them but they disregarded what she had to say when someone tries to warn you please listen i mean a lot of these movies there's always warnings in the beginning and but then there would be no movie for us <laughs> so, but there's always that one uh elder that's always trying to warn everybody that the evil is coming so fast forward a year later uh the dog is a year older and it's much bigger pretty much a full-size german shepherd 
and then this is when it starts to i assume it didn't do nothing for a year that dog after maria bought it because then it was slowly starting to get to the kids Mm -hmm. it was just kind of acting strange the dog wasn't acting strange it was like just being a dog but the kids were starting to to be where they were starting. The dog to, didn't like the dad. Like every time the dad would try to touch the dog, it would like back away or it wouldn't let wouldn't let the dad touch him. Yeah, because I mean, that one time he tried to pet him and he just pull, pulled his head back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what I loved about, I mean, especially the little puppy, which was probably one of the cutest things I've seen in a while. Uh, I loved all those, but this dog. Obviously, there was probably more than one dog, and it was well trained. Because, I mean, it didn't do much other than just sit there and, and look. It didn't look evil. It would just stare at you. And they they added the special effects of the glowing eyes. So I liked how the dog just, it, it barked maybe once or twice. It didn't really do much. But it just kind of walked around from place to place. But when the kids start to uh, act weird, mm-hmm. um, they're like real uh, kind of standoffish to their parents and talking back. Um, there's a scene where the um the mom she goes into the um into the boys' room and she's she's looking around because she, she hears the kids in there. The kids are are slowly starting to um be under its control. Mm-hmm. So she she kind of she's starting to notice it. Um, the dad's too busy going to work, so he he he's not seeing it all, and she's at home with the kids. And the dog, because it doesn't seem to bother her yet. So she notices that there's something something going on, but she doesn't quite sure know what. She goes into one of the, into the kids' room to the son, her son's room, and she's looking around. She's seeing things, and she sees um um some uh, art. He he's some pictures. He's an artist. So she was flipping through it, and she was looking at it, and um, she bumped. Uh, I think it was a little jar or something. And it spilled on his little um, art desk. Uh, it's one of those desks that's slanted, so it was pouring down and dripping on the floor. And she was she touched it, and then she started to smell it. Then her kids came walking. What are you doing in my room? Why are you in here? And she's like, Oh, well, sorry, I did this by accident. And he goes, Oh, that's just paint. And she goes, Well, it smells like blood. And he goes, No, it's it's just paint. And he goes, You shouldn't be in my room anyway. Why don't you leave? And then she's like really shocked, and she's like, "What?" She has got that. Who who are you talking to like that? Look, but she doesn't. So she's kind of like, "Okay." So, but the kids then are like, "Oh, mom, I'm sorry. I'll I'll clean it up, and and everything will be all good." They kind of change their attitude really quick. So she again, she's starting to notice something, but she doesn't really. She kind of tells her husband, but he's like, "Eh, it's, it's just a dog. Yeah, they're kids." Yeah, they're, they're they're all right. So I mean, then one of the days she's home and the dog starts to follow her. She's walking and he comes just following after. So I, I guess he was chasing her, but she he wasn't. The dog wasn't running, so she kind of runs out of the next room and runs upstairs. And the dog's just slowly walking after her, and then follows her into the room and then shuts the door. And we assume that she is under the trance of the mm-hmm. dog. Because I mean, because we don't see much. We don't hear any screams or anything. She just he walks in after her, then the door shuts, and then. So when the dad comes home, 
uh, he's he's starting to notice. Well, not really, could but we but the audience knows that something is going on with the kids and the mom is starting That's to act. Yeah. Yeah, the mom is starting to act a little weird. Um, their neighbor, um, George, uh, the guy with the big great Dane, um, their dog was barking and barking and barking, and every time he because. Uh, he was in the yard, and he they look up into the window, and they see, uh, what was the name of their dog, anyway? The devil dog? Yeah. The devil dog was named Lucky. Okay, yeah, Lucky. <coughs> Excuse me, everyone. <clears throat> so they see Lucky looking out the window down at them, and uh, George is like, uh, he's like, he kind of feels something, uh, especially when you, when you know your dog is feeling weird uh, about something. Because dogs, I mean, animals in general, they they, they sense... They can sense evil or sense that something's coming <laughs> or that something's going to happen. So that uh, the Great Dane uh, is just barking and barking and barking. Um, they all come up. Um, Betty comes over and like, look, George, you need to do something about this dog. And he goes, well, he goes, I don't know what's going on. And he goes, everybody in the neighborhood's complaining that he's always barking. And he goes, well, I can tell you one thing. He goes, it's your dog. That's why. He's barking, and she's like, you can't say that. My dog's fine. He's not doing anything to anybody. So he's like, all right. She goes, if you don't do anything, I'm going to have to do something. So they're like, uh, okay, whatever. Jump jump ahead, the quick scene. Um, George goes outside, and he finds his dog, uh, the, the big great Dan. Lucky, he's or not lucky. Um, Prince. Prince. He's laying there dead. And then he's like, I know it was that. I know it was your dog. Uh, Mike is like, what are you talking about? And he goes, your dog did this to my dog. He finally killed him. Because Mike was, I think he went out to for a run. And when he comes back, um, George is outside. Betty and the kids are mm-hmm. out there and they're arguing. And there's a, a policeman there. Right. So the, he's telling him, he goes, yeah, he goes, your dog killed my dog. And I want that dog to taken away or put down. If not, I'm going to shoot it. Oh, and they're, and they're, <laughs> they're like, well, the police is like, well, if there isn't, there's nothing I can do because we can't prove that they had something to do or their dog had something to do with the with the death of your dog. So my hands are tied and I'm out of here. So he ends up leaving. And that, yeah, that was when George kind of threatened. So look, man, if you guys don't put that dog down, I'm going to shoot it. So keep it over in your yard. So they they go back in the house and they're just like, all right, I mean, there's not much we can do. Another quick jump scene. Uh, Mike goes outside and he wants to see George. I mean, there's some stuff in between of just the dog walking around, evil thing, evil music playing. Um, We see we do know that the kids and the mom are under its trance. So I think Betty was just trying to get Mike's. calm him down because he's starting to kind of see what's happening but doesn't know so she kind of seduces him let's go next door and and uh, skinny dip in george pool and all that so and then uh they heard something or he mike heard something one night he kind of jumped up to look outside to see what it was and then she goes oh it's nothing come back to bed the bed's getting cold and she was always trying to seduce him some way to get his his mind attention away from what was going on in his house so the next day mike goes outside into uh, george's yard and he looks uh, in the backyard and he sees uh, george floating in, in the pool so he's dead 
And they they don't they don't know why. And they don't even go into any explanation or anything on that either. And the police were not called. <laughs> yeah, they just all right, he's dead, so life moves on. So Mike is finally like, okay, he's he's starting to see something going on. Uh the big dogs died, George has died, his family's starting to act weird. He he's, he's home one night and he hears something upstairs and he hears his kids chanting so he he doesn't know what's going on so he goes up into the attic and then he walks into the into the attic and he's looking around and he sees um there's a uh, sheet on the wall and then he notices something dripping onto the floor and it looked like blood so he goes over and he's about to pull the sheet back and then they're like don't do that and he spins around his two kids are sitting there standing there um, Lucky's there, and the mom is sitting in this big fancy chair, look like a throne. <laughs> she's she's just sitting there, and they're like, "He's like, what are you guys doing?" And he goes, "I go, what what did I hear?" And they're like, "We we're just up here." He goes, "I'm just painting," and then he tears that sheet down, and it's a picture of I assume the 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 I don't know if it was the devil himself or whatever, but it was some kind of demon with three eyes. Mm. So mm-hmm. so they're kind of like, hmm, okay. But they're like, we're just up here. And then he's starting to just, he's, all the questions he's asking them, they're just like, I was just painting. We're, we're just being a family and we're here. So she goes, all right, kids, well, it's time to go to bed. Let's all go to bed. So she gets up and all the kids and Lucky go leaving. And Mike is like, all right, something's happening here. He's not really sure. Um... I don't know if it was before or after this, but uh, their counselor from it was the school. Before, wasn't it before? The counselor think, came a little bit before that. Yeah. Okay. So the, the counselor, the school counselor to um, Charlie. <clears throat> excuse me, Charlie's um, <clears throat> counselor comes to the house and is telling him, like, look, hey, um, uh, well, Charlie answers the door and he's like, oh, and he goes, am, am I in trouble? He goes, no, no, no. And he goes, is it about my grades? He's like, no, nah, I mean, you're getting straight A's. You're all good. So he's telling him like, no, I, I just need to speak to your father. And he's like, okay. So his dad goes in, uh, his mom and dad, uh, go into the, um, into the den and then they just shut the door. And then they said, well, what's happening here? Or how are they doing with their grades? And they said like, no, they're doing good. Um, I just want to know. Oh, Charlie was running for um, for school president, and uh, he had won. But when he was the, when when the counselor were, that was uh, there, he was telling him like, "Look, um, your son, yeah, he's he's president and he won, but it's how he won." And they're like, "Well, what are you talking about?" And they said the guy that he was running up against, I guess somebody, or he was uh, accused of stealing a watch or something i can't remember what it was and um and they're like well what does it got to do with charlie and he goes well people are saying uh, and we're thinking that charlie's the one that planted that watch in his locker and that since uh that kid got in trouble he got uh eliminated from the election so and they're saying that we think charlie is the one that did it and then he's like and betty's like that's not my son he didn't do that uh, I, I think this is this is this is this is dumb. Um, I think it's good night and you need to leave. And then the counselor kind of looks at Mike and Mike's like, well, you, you heard her. So he's like, um, but then he, he also said that he goes, look, I also heard 
that uh, your daughter Bonnie has gotten into some trouble uh, at school. And I can't remember what, what she did. I don't know if she was fighting or, or whatever. Uh, she was lying and she was stealing things. Okay. See, I'm glad you're writing this down. I'm just I I'm doing you. this all from memory. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so they're like, but the mom, Betty, is still like, no, no, you need to leave my house right now. So the counselor's like, all right, well, all right, Mike, I'll uh, talk to you later. So he ends up leaving. <laughs> he ends up leaving. Yeah, he ends up leaving. And then um, this, the, I don't know, the the picture quality looked good. But when we got to this next scene, mm. it seemed kind of gritty. Like, I don't know if they. That happened on this, Tubi as well. I don't know if they got this off the cutting room floor and added it to give you some more um, death. In the film, but uh, the counselor is at home, and the house is all dark and it's all windy and and crazy. And then, um, this is when we see Lucky in his devil form, because mm-hmm. he's like he's looking around, and then he kind of opens up the one of these doors, and Lucky's standing there. But it's it's the dog, but it's it's all mean looking and it's got this big crazy bushy hair or something behind it and it's just barking and barking and evil crazy eyes and then um it just kind of i assume went to commercial because we don't we don't see anything so i was like all right we finally get to see the the devil dog if you looking at the poster for devil dog that's how it looked um Mm -hmm. he looked all weird and crazy so and then they find out the next day they find out yeah his counselor uh, your counselor uh, no Mike comes home because he finds out the counselor died and uh, Betty and the kids are playing ping pong and then he comes in and tells them he goes yeah man Mister whatever name his name is um, we found out that that he died last night in his house and they're like okay whatever and then they just keep continuing all right mom come on now play me and then he goes well, what does that mean. And Charlie goes, well, I guess we don't got no more homework or something to, to that nature. And Mike's like, what are you talking? What are you? Why are you guys talking like this? Why are you guys acting like that? And they acted like they could care less. Mm-hmm. So he he starts to realize, all right, something something is happening here with his family. And this is where I forget before he goes so, to so, Ecuador. So before he goes to Ecuador, he goes to the doctor. And the doc, he tell he tries to tell him he's in perfect health. He goes to get a physical to get checked out because he's starting to think like, am I just crazy? Like my family's seems fine. All these weird things are happening. So he goes to the doctor. The doctor says you're, you know, you're good, you're healthy. And he tries to tell him like, there's something evil in my house. So the doctor, I don't know if he was a saint. We were wondering with my husband, is he a satanist? Because he was just really like, okay. I'm going to prescribe you some tranquilizers. Like he writes out some kind of like prescription for drugs. These are going to help you sleep. And we're just like, that's it. Like you tell the doctor, like you're worried that there's something evil in your house. He's just going to give you meds. So he gave him the meds. He, you know, he took the prescription, whatever. And that's when he goes to that occult bookshop and he meets, um, you know, he starts doing the research and he asks, you know, is there such a thing as like a demonic dog? Right. And so she, the lady is looking in different books and talking about, um, you know, maybe finding, going to Ecuador to find out, because I guess that's where you can see this creature. And she tells them that if you hold a mirror um, before a sleeping person, you can see the state of their soul. 
I don't know why that came up because they were talking about the dog. But then she said, oh, and if you want to see if your kids are possessed, if you hold a mirror up to them while they're sleeping, you can see what they look like, like if there's evil in their soul. And so right before he goes to Ecuador, he holds a mirror up to the young girl, you know, to the girl, Kim Richards, Bonnie. And if you see her reflection, like she looks like a monster. She doesn't look like a sleeping kid. She looks awful. So then he goes to Ecuador. Yeah, that part creeped me out. And then I was sitting there. My, I should try that, but I don't. No, I don't want to see. I don't want to see <laughs> what's happening. But yeah, that part creeped me out because I mean, if you guys know who Kim Richards, especially when she was young, beautiful young little girl, um, much older than me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's just laying there asleep, and he sticks that mirror in front of her, and then we, what we see, the audience, the reflection. If you guys, it reminded me, if you guys have seen uh, Amityville 2, The Possession, when that boy was like full possessed mode, the way his face looked all weird, it kind of looked like that. And then the dad's just like, oh man, he gets he gets super scared and then goes to commercial. So I, when he was talking to that occult lady, they were, he, they were talking about it and he was um, saying that there is, uh, no, who he was, he was talking to somebody. They told him to go to Ecuador to, let me see. Mike finally decides that the dog is overstayed. It's welcome and finds a secret. Sh- oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, did he, he, he tried to get rid of the dog because when he was realizing stuff was yeah, going on, he, right. he, he took the dog and they were like, no, no, dad, don't take him. He's like, no, he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to deal with him. Cause he, he loaded up his gun and everything, got the dog. Took him out in the middle of nowhere, and then the dog was just sitting there, and he just started plugging rounds, shooting and shooting. But then, it was like, the dog might have been maybe four or five feet away from him, and he had a little six shooter, and he he shot all six rounds, and none of them hit the dog. And he the dog didn't even learn how to shoot before he shot the dog. <laughs> and the dog didn't even budge; he just sat there. And he got all scared. He jumped in his car and took off. I don't know how far he went, but by the time he got home, he pulls into the driveway and he sees his daughter standing there and Lucky's standing next to her. And they're like, where'd you go? And he goes, and he goes well, how did he get here? And oh, he's been here for hours. So I don't, I don't know how far he drove out to, to do all this. So it was... So he was like, mm, all right, there's something happening here. This dog has got some kind of power that's holding uh, his family. Oh, yeah, guys, it says right here. Mike tries to shoot the demonic beast but to, to put an end to the hardships, but it is unharmed. Realizing that his dog is possessed, Mike finally makes a special trip to Ecuador to determine how to destroy the animal. All right, I don't remember. Who told him to go to Ecuador? Was it that lady in the bookstore? I thought she saw it in one of the books that 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 there's supposedly some kind of rock painting oh, of the right. dog in Ecuador. Okay, all right. So, quick scene, and I assume this guy's super rich to just buy, jump on the plane, and fly to Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in this show, in this movie, Ecuador looks just like uh, probably San Bernardino. <laughs> in the in right, the valley this does not look like south america i've been to south america it does not look like this <laughs> so um he's with this uh taxi driver and he's 
takes them to this rock. So I assume the local people know where this rock is because um, we see uh, Mikey's just sitting there looking at it. It's a picture of um, some kind of demon and some things around it. They're not really sure. And then they're like, hey, um, we've been here a while, man. Whoever's coming, I don't think is going to come. And then he goes, no, we'll wait a little longer. So they kind of waited more. And then the he started uh, talking to the, the cab driver, like, hey, have you ever dealt with something like this before? Or do you know what these lines mean? And he goes, well, I haven't done anything like this in a while. He goes, but I couldn't tell you. But my, I think he said his uncle knew. Uh, he's old and he he does all that. He goes when he, we when we came down from the mountains, um, he he's he's still up there and he knows how how to handle all this type of stuff. So he's like, all right, well, can you take me? He goes, ah, well, it's a few hours drive, so let's go. So they end up driving wherever they drove to, and he meets uh, with his uh, his uncle, and he's just an older gentleman. Um, I don't know if he was their their healers or whatever. But he stayed. Mike tells him the story on what's going on. Oh, well, let me go back a little bit. Um, when Mike was, I think when when it was starting to, when Mike was starting to put two and two together, there was a um, a news story about these people that died, and they were talking to one of the witnesses, and they were saying they were a nice family and everything until they got this dog, and then they said they realized that things were starting to happen. And that was kind of just a, a quick little uh, news snippet. So that's when Mike was starting to realize, hey, this this sounds like my family. And then so, all right, back to Ecuador. The 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 little um, the healer guy is telling him like, look, um, it's got a hold of your family, and it wants. This is when I started to realize the similarities of the omen. He's like, it's not gonna stop until it gets you, uh, it gets your family, it gets you and everything you have. Because that's what um, Booten Bootenhagen was telling um, Mr. Thorne uh, about Damien. He's like, look, he's he's the son of the, he's he's the devil basically, uh, and he told him goes and he's not gonna stop until he gets whatever everything that's yours is his, and that's what he said about that dog. So and then he was like, well, what he was he told him about the the three eyed uh, demon, and he goes, well, it's not it's not Satan. And he goes, but it's um one of the one of the uh, higher up demons because it had three eyes, and he goes it's a little more harder to uh, to get rid of, and he goes but this is what what I'm gonna do. Uh, again they're trying to hurry along the story because it's just about over with. Um, he draws this symbol on his hand, and then he it's I remember it had a triangle and it had some writings and other things around it, and he goes you go up and you have to. Put this in the eye of the dog, uh, and it should help destroy it. And so he's like, "But you got to go in there." He goes, "You're gonna put yourself in danger." He goes, "But please, just just be careful, and this this should help you." So I assume he didn't put anything on his hands, or his hands didn't sweat. I'm pretty sure it's hot and humid in Ecuador, but he made it all the way back he to the United off. States. <laughs> yeah, it didn't sweat it off. So he made it all the way back home. He goes home and he doesn't even like go home. He like straight from the airport. He uh because he was telling him because that, that dog's gonna want to meet you somewhere. And then he's like, Well, uh, he's gonna meet where I want to meet. Mm-hmm. And then he was telling him, he was like, Yeah, he'll know 
where you're at. So go ahead and go where you're going to go. So he ends up going to some big industrial plant. Uh, I assume I assume that's where he worked because he just rolls up there and the security is like, oh, hey, Mr. Barry. Yeah, go on in. So he goes in and when he parks and gets out, he, he does see the dog. And then he starts going into into the factory and the dog's following him. And he's really kind of just looking around and the dog's not running or barking or anything. It's just slowly walking after him. And then they get to the spot where they're going to have their showdown. And this is when the dog uh, because because the the uh, the little uh, healer guy told him he was like look you can't you can't fight this dog or this this demon until it's its actual demon form so you you got to wait until it's its true self before you can fight it so when he gets there like it's just the normal dog but then once he they get to where they they're gonna have their battle or showdown uh, this is when it, it turns into this crazy looking evil dog that's just barking and barking and there's all kinds of weird smoke and lights behind them um it's just all visual effects how they just made the dog look bigger and then the dog's walking slowly towards him he's holding up his hand his hand the the little symbol that's on there is glowing and it's super windy and he's in the music is going and he's holding his hand up uh like he's shooting something at it like iron man and then uh, I assume that dog walks up to him. Um, again, the effects aren't the greatest, but um, I would have liked to at least see the dog walk to him. But we just keep seeing its face, and that's all they're showing on the screen. And then he's putting his hands up, but then he's like touching the dog's the side of him because we see we see him touching uh, dog hair. And, and it's not doing anything, but his hand's still glowing. And I assume he remembered that he needed to touch uh, the dog's eye. So he eventually c- brings his hand up, touches the dog in the eye, and then the dog's eyes start to glow and it starts to turn all crazy. I thought it was going to blow up, but it just kind of backed up. It's really barking and making some howl sounds. And then all of a sudden, the dog kind of disappears. And in in the smoke and the flames that's all on the screen, we see um, faintly we see a demon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does it doesn't look the greatest, but and, and it's the three eyed demon that's uh, inside of the dog. And then we see him, and it looks like it's moving around. His arms are waving, his head is moving, and then it just disappears. And then everything seems to be calm. And he Mike gets up and he goes back home. He goes into the he gets to his house and we, we think that's it. But uh, I thought something more was going to happen because it was really windy still when he got to his house. And for what I'm what I'm always told that evil comes within the wind when it's really bad like that. So I thought there was something else going on in the house like the kids are, and the mom are waiting for him. So but when he goes in the house, the, the mom comes out of the bedroom and then she just runs up to him, gives him a hug, and you can clearly see that she's not possessed anymore. And she goes, is this it? Is, is it over with? And he's like, yeah, it's done. Flash forward, I don't know how many days. They're all packing up uh, to go on vacation. Uh, Bonnie kind of steps to her dad and says, is, is, this, is that it? We're safe? And he's like, yeah, we're all good. And they're like, okay, cool. Well, this is going to be the best vacation um charlie goes up to his dad and he goes hey i want to ask you something he's like well what and he goes there was nine other pups in that litter 
And he goes, where do you think they are? And Mike just kind of looks at his son and is like, hmm. Well, let's not worry about that. Let's just go have a good time. And then they drive off into the sunset. And that's the end of the film. That's your movie. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of that as well. Because when, when that, that, that news story said that there was uh, um, a, a death in, the, in, in the dealing with a family and that dog. So I assumed that was one of the, the nine pups. Mm, yeah, so maybe. there's. I assume they didn't make any more uh, Devil Dog movies. I mean, I would have liked to have seen more if they if there was nine of those things running around. Yeah, no, not that I'm aware of. I I don't think there's a sequel, but yeah, you're right. It leaves it kind of on that cliffhanger of what what does happen with all those other dogs. Yeah, but, I mean that's what I, I like. I liked about it. it. It was goofy and everything, and it moved like really really fast because there wasn't a lot of explaining uh, to be done. But um, I thought, like I said, I thought they were going to, uh, that little Satanist cult in the beginning, I thought there was going to be more involvement from them. Mm-hmm. But I thought they were going to come in towards the end and try to stop them uh, from trying to kill this dog. But now they just, they were only in the beginning and that was all we saw of them. Because especially the, I guess the headmistress of the cult or whatever, it was, it was a female, she was... Really going into into performing this ritual in the beginning of the film, so I thought it was going to lead uh, into more of why they were doing that. Why are they doing this to the dogs? But I guess there's no really no explanation for trying there's to. There's no director's uh, keep... cut floating around out there on Blu-ray. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if this is. Oh, it is on Blu-ray, but um, if I find it, I'd probably pick it up. I, I enjoyed this film. I mean, it, it was a little goofy in, in parts, but for what it was, it moved, the, the like we keep saying, that the story moved along really fast, so there, there wasn't a lot of explanation. Um, I was happy that uh, none of them died. It was just <laughs> the people surrounding them. I mean, I felt sorry for Maria and George and uh, the counselor. That was it. Only three people died, and the dog and the, the big dog. great day, mm-hmm. uh, Maria, yeah. George, and um, the counselor. That was it. <laughs> so, but uh, in the end, I mean, it, it was an it was a good movie for TV. And if it came out on Halloween, um, I cool. That would have been cool to watch it back then. But I did. I never even heard of this movie like until I you said brought it. I was it. deprived. They didn't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys want to watch this film, if you guys have Screenbox, uh, it is on there. Uh, also. Uh, YouTube, uh, the whole film is on there. It's a clear copy if you guys want to check it out. And it's and, on Tubi uh, too if you can stand the commercials. Ah, uh, I thankful to Tubi and Plex and all these other ones, but sometimes the ads kill me. If there's a movie that I just can't find anywhere and it's there, I'll sit through it. But that's usually my last last line of defense <laughs> to try to watch something, but. Um, Julie, thanks for um, letting me know about this film and bringing it to, to our audience. Because I, again, like I said, I never even heard of this movie, and I <laughs> thought I've seen everything. Well, there, there was a lot of movies we've done this year. I mean, I, I knew of them, but I never seen a lot of them. Were they good? Mm, yeah, they were alright, <laughs> but uh, we got another. We got another movie uh, coming that I never heard of. I. It seemed like it was a TV movie, but I guess it was actually in the theater. But, yeah, that'll be out uh, as well. 
But anyway, Julie, again, thank you so much. You are a part of the E-Society and a part of uh, my life as well. So just anytime you want to bring any kind of information, it doesn't have to be a horror movie. It could be just a movie you think I'd like. And uh, we'll come on and we'll talk about it here because that's what we do here at the E-Society. We bring you movies that you might have heard of and you might not have heard of. Like me, I didn't ever heard of this film. So, but um, that's going to be it this episode. Um, Julie, again, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I don't even know when the next time we'll be down there. Once my son moved away, it's kind of hard to go down there every now and then. So, but even though next time I come down, I'll definitely let you know. When I will be there, so we can actually. Well, we did meet face to face once, but then we did, we didn't know each other then. <laughs> so, but um, yeah. Oh, uh, Mike's got some more stuff coming. Um, oh. I think he's gonna do some screenings later. He's doing his uh, little documentaries, running through some film festivals. We got the Skins Fest going on next nice. month down in Hollywood, and I think eventually he'll he'll bring it up to the Bay Area and show it to everyone. Nice. So we'll let oh. you know, but. All right, everybody, that is going to be it this episode. Come back tomorrow for more. We are winding down to the last few days of uh, E-Society's 31 Days of Horror. I always look forward to this month, and now we're slowly coming to the end. And again, I don't know what we're doing for Halloween. We're still trying to figure that out. But please be there for the next few days. And with that, everyone, be safe out there. Julie, once again, thank you so much. And you guys all party on.